0: Diane McDaniel is a wife, a mother, and a woman of deep faith, yet she has struggled with mental illness. In her book called Journals from a Broken Mind, she chronicles her battles and her victories dealing with mental illness. You'll meet her today here on Babby's House. Stay tuned. Babby's House is coming to you right now.
1: At Baby's house, Baby's house, everybody is family, welcome to Babby's house.
0: Welcome to Babby's House, where everybody is a member of the family, and certainly that includes you. Thanks for joining me today. Well, my very special guest today is talking about a very personal but a prominent subject of mental illness, particularly, particularly during this season of COVID and the, the pandemic and all the everything that's swirling around the pandemic. Mental illness is a, is a real um a challenge day for many people. Well, Diane McDaniel is a wife and mother, yet she struggled in this area. She's written a book called Journals from a Broken Mind, and she tells her story, her, 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 her challenges, her battles, yet she's an overcomer, and she brings us hope today. So we'll talk with her in just a little bit. But I wanna kick off today's show with one of my favorite songs called Stop by the Church Sometime. We need a little church today here in Babby's house. Come on, praise God with me. that thing Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am so happy to introduce you to Diane McDaniel, and she is the author of Journals from a Broken Mind. And in her book, she talks about her challenge and her struggles with mental illness. And it's a very common subject um, dealing with mental illness and the spectrum of mental illness as we're battling the the pandemic and challenges with depression and bipolar disorder and so many other things that people are struggling, struggling with at this time. But what I love about Diane's story is her story brings hope. So if this is something that speaks to you, stick around for the story, but also for the hope that Christ can bring and other things, other resources that can help you with this challenge. I want you to meet right now Diane McDaniel. Happy to have you on the show, my friend. Thanks I for being here. I honored to be here. I'm um, so honored to have you. Now, Diane, this is a a cool thing because I heard your story, first of all, on Babby Mason Radio. This is where we met, and of course we go to church together, and so it's just really good to have you here on Babby's House to tell your story, so thanks for being here. Yeah. Well, talk to us about your journey with, uh, with bipolar disorder and how you even discovered that you had it, or that you, I don't know if it's had or have, or you're still battling, but we'll talk more about that. But talk to us about the beginning stages of this and how you even discovered this.
2: Absolutely. It. Um, I've pretty much had bipolar disorder since I was six years old. I've gone back and done, traced my my history, and it's been there since about six. But I wasn't actually diagnosed until after the third, after my third son was born, and I ended up becoming symptomatic and reached the point where my moods were just out of whack. I couldn't control what was going on. Um, I didn't know what was going on, I went to my gynecologist thinking maybe I had postpartum depression and he told me this is not postpartum depression, that is only if your baby is nine months or younger, your baby is 16 months old, I'm sending you to a psychiatrist. So he sent me to a psychiatrist and I was given the diagnosis of bipolar 1 disorder.
0: So tell us what that actually is. What is, what is bipolar disorder?
2: Sure. Um, bipolar is a mental illness and it is chemi- chemical based. You ha- experience, I'm just going to give you layman's terms of what, how it presents. Um, you, you experience depression and with that most people are pretty familiar with depressive symptoms. The, the downside, the no energy, the maybe having thoughts of suicide, um, just having a hard time getting motivated and doing things on a normal routine basis. Or you could be on the flip side, which is the manic side, and have tons of energy. Be making decisions that are not, that are, you're, they're impaired. You're making choices that are impaired um, by your judgment and with impaired judgment. And you have, you um, you're just compromised in your ability to basically function in, in, in life and to make decisions that are
0: sound. Yes, <laughs> talk to me about the fact that I heard you say it's, it's chemical, it's chemically based and not behavior behavioral. Right. Talk to us about the difference and how that works with bipolar disorder.
2: Okay with bipolar disorder the reason why I say it's chemical is because for me in my situation and many many other instances people with people who have bipolar they take medication and it stabilizes the mood it it allows the person to live a a normal life and to not experience the extreme fluctuations in moods that come with it somebody who does not have the the chemical component maybe it's behavioral it's a matter of therapy. You use therapy to, do, to be the predominant um, treatment option to help help you learn new behavior skills. But with bipolar, with it being chemical based, you've gotta treat the, the chemical disorder in order to have the stability. You, you need the stability, you need a base, so that when you do get therapy for it, also you are able to process and to do what um, the chemicals, the the medication allows your chemicals to do.
0: So when you say chemical, it's like chemicals in your brain, chemicals that yes. are already in your body. It's the not the
2: neurotransmitters, right? Uh, in, um, the endorphins, the serotonin, norepinephrine, um, the different chemicals that our brain. Yes,
0: I want people to know that it's chemicals that are already inside of our body naturally. Yes, so talk to us about the fact that you have a master's degree in professional counseling. You're familiar with behavioral disorders. You're familiar with um, challenges having to do, you know, with our mind, with our body, with our brain. You talk with people that face these kind of challenges. Yet you were diagnosed with this. Diagnosed with this. How did that? You know, how did you process that? That was difficult. That was a very hard
2: thing for me because when I was in grad school, I a lot of times when you're in grad school you have every diagnosis in the book. And when we were going through the abnormal psychology part of, of counseling, the. Schizophrenia and bipolar were the two that I was like, I will not have. I will not. Those are two very serious disorders and um, I know that I don't have those. So when I was actually diagnosed with it, it was very humbling and it was like, okay, this can hit anybody. This is not just, it doesn't just pick favorites. It, anybody can get it. educated. on the, There are people in the medical field that have bipolar disorder. There are people in the church that have bipolar disorder. It's not partial to any
0: group. Well, talk to me about the fact that, you know, you're married, you have a family, you have children, uh, you have you you work, you you work in church. Um, we actually go to church together. Uh, you know, talk to me about how this impacts your relationships, your home, your marriage on a daily basis.
2: Okay, bipolar is hard. Well. We talked a little bit about marriage um, before and just how difficult marriage is when you don't have a mental illness, when you don't have the challenges that are brought on the, the mood, the mood thoughts and the, the moods, the thoughts, the energy and all of that playing into it. When you have just a baseline marriage, it's difficult. Take a, take a, a Bipolar disorder and throw it into the mix, and it compounds things even more. Yeah. So it makes it more of a challenge. Um, but once we figured out what we were dealing with, it it really helped. It brought clarity. The educate we were able to educate ourselves and bring clarity. This is what's going on. It's not because my husband is awful and a terrible person that we're having these arguments and he's not at fault for everything. I have something going on chemically. It can be treated and we can deal with that now that we have a, ba- a baseline.
0: Yes, well I know your husband and he's a great guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a really good guy. Yeah. He's a wonderful guy. Um, so in your book uh, Journals from a Broken Mind, uh, tell us why you wrote the book and and those that may even see, recognize some of the symptoms that you're talking about. You know, how do, how can the book help them?
2: The book came about because I was, I journaled. I did a lot of journaling when I was diagnosed, when I first diagnosed. And I just kind of followed my journals. and. Uh, you know, watched watch the growth, watch the healing, watch some of the things take place, and just I could see when I would look at my journals. Oh, Diane, you were manic, and I could see it on paper what what was going on. Or oh, Diane, here you were you were depressed, you were dealing with depression here, and what did I do to treat it, and what did I do to help get through it? So I used my journals and I put them together, and I just created a sort of a my journey my story with bipolar disorder and my faith and I wanted I didn't have that when I was first diagnosed I didn't have somewhere to go to say oh there's somebody who has bipolar disorder who's a Christian whose husband's on staff in a church who's you know who had all the the elements to it that I have I didn't have a story to follow I didn't have the hope of Oh, my gosh, there is hope because she did make it through that. She did make it through that manic episode, and this is what came of it. This is what she learned. Um, I wanted to offer that to my readers, Mm -hmm. a story that they could follow that has hope.
0: And it does have hope. Your story is a very hopeful story. Let's talk about something that is very um, relevant to, to both of us being in ministry and how the church looks at people with bipolar disorder and and other mental illnesses, how is the church doing um, helping people and supporting people that have mental illnesses?
2: I'll take you back to when I was diagnosed. Um, When I was first diagnosed, which was 16 years ago, I um, went to the church or went to the pastor and I asked if I could go before the church and ask for prayer. And. He, at the time, felt like it would be best if I did not go before the church, that this is something that is very stigmatized and I just don't, you know, it could create some talk. Let's, let's not do that. We will pray for you, but let's not bring it before the church. Well, the same weekend that I was diagnosed, um, somebody, was, somebody in the church had also been diagnosed with leukemia. And that Sunday, the same Sunday that I wanted to go before the church, the wife went before the church and shared, my husband has leukemia. Well, the church rallied around them. They brought them meals and casseroles and did all the, the things that the church does when they minister to a hurting, somebody that's hurting in the body. And my husband and I and my children were left alone with the exception of some of the, my few friends that knew what was going on. They, they were doing their part to help out. But it was not something that could be church-wide and just minister to Diane. It's a no-casserole illness.
0: Mm. Wow, that's a pretty powerful term. It's a no-casserole illness, meaning people don't really... I mean, is this something that you see that's ongoing, or or is the church doing better, or making
2: progress? The church is definitely doing better, they are doing better. We had a situation recently in the past year where somebody had a manic episode at church mm. and they they were not, they weren't totally sure what was going on but they had some semblance that this is not right, this is not right. And his, the person Sunday school class has reached out to them. They have made meals for them. They have stepped in to do childcare. They have ministered to them like they would somebody in the congregation who has cancer.
0: Amen. So Amen. Well, that's they've good definitely news. moved forward. That's good news. Well, for that person who is watching today that recognizes some of the symptoms of bipolar disorder, um, what can you offer them some some hope or resources? Because I have been online and I've seen some interviews. Um, that were very resourceful. Some of your interviews um, that were powerful and very resourceful. Lots of information, and of course today's show. Um, but how can how can they get more information, or can you offer them some hope or sure. encouragement?
2: Sure. Um, I know now that churches are are more prepared for mental illness, and so you can go to your local church, and they have resources available to you. Um, they they can they can help get you in touch with a psychiatrist or get you in touch with a counselor or somebody who can help with whatever your particular mental illness may be, your challenges. Um, books, there's books. I am a part of DBSA, Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance. It's an organization that meets um, um, in, there's, there's a few, about three different locations in the area where they meet. You can go online to moodatlanta.com and they can help you get plugged into a group of people who struggle. And um, also, the support um, is allowed to come to these groups and, and to listen in and, and learn more about bipolar disorder from
0: people who suffer and Very from good. those who support them. Very good. We'll talk more. Thank you, Diane, for being my guest. We're going to talk a little bit more when we come back after this break, okay? Listen, stick stick around. We'll be right back with more of Babby's House after this break. Well, I have really enjoyed talking with Diane McDaniel today about her book, Journals from a Broken Mind, and her journey with mental illness, and it's been very informative, you know, talking about how the church embraces and supports those that have mental illness. Talk to me about the fact that probably some people are saying, you know, Diane, you're a Christian. If you had more faith, uh, you, you could get over this. If you prayed, if you fasted, you, you could. if you rebuke this in, in Jesus' name, you know, you could kick it to the curb. But talk to me about, you know, if, if you've had that kind of situation, and, and how people that kind of live in that world can deal with this realistically?
2: I've definitely had some of those experiences, and yes, um, my my response to it is sometimes you have to compare a physical with a a, a mental illness and. Somebody who has diabetes, you don't sit there when they're in the middle of an attack or their insulin is dropping. You don't say you need to read the Bible. You need to you you need to get in the Word and you need God in there to get your insulin to go back up. Or, you know, so when I'm in the middle of a major depressive episode or I'm in the middle of a manic episode, more so manic episode, prayer, me praying is not. It's not realistic because my brain is what is being attacked. It's it's what's being attacked in the illness. So, I have, you know, learned that yes, okay, you I need prayer. I need you doing it. I need you to be the one praying. My my medication is working on doing its job right now, but it's not there yet. So, yes, you do the praying. My prayers I don't know what I'm praying for right yes. now. Yes, I'm confused.
0: I can pr- I can be prayerful. You need to be practical. Yes, yes,
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yes, you need to practice good mental health. You need to take your medication, or you need to have a your, right. your appointments with your doctor. We need that whole community to help us maintain good mental health. Exactly. And it takes, it, as they say, it takes a village. It takes you. It takes your spiritual walk, your faith, your 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 physical health, your mental health, your spiritual spiritual health, and all of those things working together right. to help us maintain good As health. As with any,
2: any illness. Yes,
0: with any illness. That's right. absolutely right. So um, where can we get more information, more information about your book and uh, your speaking, your, uh, your ongoing, your, your social media? How can we uh, stay in contact with you? Well, I
2: have a website. It's called journalsfromabrokenmind.com and it has a, a book page where you can go to the book and um, buy, you can purchase the book from the website. Um, and I'm wanting to get into churches and speak to programs, the mini, not just women's ministry because this affects everybody, but just to, to talk about mental health in the church and um, just, have, just have a... Um, a testimony somebody somebody who is in the church who has walked through it who knows there is hope and sharing the message yes and sharing the truth
0: yes well thank you for being my guest today thank you for writing journals from a broken mind for telling your story for your transparency and your honesty and uh, we appreciate you coming by to tell your story thank you Babby absolutely Diane thanks for being here and to you my dear friend you know listen Wherever you're living and maybe there's someone in your family that struggles with mental illness or maybe this is a challenge that you're facing, and as we just discussed, we've got you. We must be prayerful. L- listen, the Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But we also need to be practical and take good care of ourselves. And so we just thank you so very much for watching the show today, and uh, for being encouraged. That's what, that's why Babby's House is here. We we want to uh, offer good music, wonderful guests, encouraging words, and that's what Babby's House is all about. Listen, do me a favor and. Go Go to my official website at babby.com, first name only, babby.com. And there on the website you'll find all kind of wonderful information and inspiration. Well, thanks again for watching the show today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. That's our prayer. Until the next time. May the Lord God bless you and yours real good. Bye-bye for now.